Welcome to the Truthiverse. My name is Brendan D. Murphy. This is where we unleash truth and freedom with no holds barred, no fear, and no limits. Come and evolve beyond the matrix with me and thrive, not just survive. This is a realm of empowering, uncommon awareness. This is my Truthiverse. These days, positively charged toxic EMF are everywhere, but your biofield runs on a negative charge just like your body's cells, so how do you protect it? I've been using organ effects products like the GeoCleanse and Enerband for years because their technology addresses what others don't, that is, the subtle toxic positive charge field of harmful EMF, neutralizing it. Head to brendanmurphy.global EMF to learn more and get yours, and enter Murphy at checkout for 10% off. All right, welcome to this episode of Truthverse. This week, I'm bringing uh, Joaquim Hugopian back. We had him on earlier in the uh, the life of the podcast, and that was to talk about the child trafficking situation. He is uh, one of the leading voices by far on that that issue. Um, he's been deep into it for a long time. He's written a ton about it. His uh, his, his books and chapters are available on available on Amazon. Um, and just as a little bit of further background to him, so he's an independent journalist and author. Uh, he's written hundreds of articles for all sorts of different publications and outlets, former West Point graduate, and also with a background in, uh, was it family therapy? Yeah, marriage, family therapy. Marriage. Okay, cool. I remember a good deal of that. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, yeah, it's great to have you back on the show, man. And what I want to do, if, if we can, is I wanted to focus on the, the Russia-Ukraine situation. Uh, I haven't had a guest on to talk about that so far. And obviously, it's extremely significant what's going on. And obviously, also, yeah. as, as anyone with half a brain knows, we, we are not getting anything approaching reality through the mainstream outlets. So I would love if, because I know you've been writing about this for some years, and um, I think it'd be great for people who aren't necessarily like specialists in this. You know, I think, I think we have a dearth of, of good, good knowledge and good awareness on this subject. It's like it's not necessarily a lot of people's strong suit. So maybe it'd be awesome if we could paint a little bit of the picture of of the context and the history that, you know, in the last 10 years or so that has kind of led us to, yeah. to this point. Um, how does that sound? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for having me back again, what? Brendan. Good to be here. <laughs> and uh, let's just dive in. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'll go back even a little bit further than that. Um, Ukraine, which is a rather large country, I believe it's the fourth largest in Europe. And, uh, and it's part of Russia for the longest time, Soviet Union, I think 70 years or something. It was uh, an, one, of the, uh, one of the states. It wasn't even an outer state of uh, the Soviet Union. And, uh, and then they go back, you know, a thousand years. You can go back and, and there was a, uh, a civilization that was around 800 AD, 8900 AD, where uh, Rus and Ukraine were, were one and the same. It was Kiev, called uh, Kiev Rus. And that's because they're both Slavic people. Um, and they, the uh, Eastern Orthodox Church, their, their uh, center of that church was in Kiev for hundreds of years. And then more recently, it switched over to Moscow. So, I mean, these two countries and peoples have gone back many, many centuries. And um, 
And then, uh, you know, enter this deep state, basically. Well, we'll start with World War II. Um, Hitler had his troops there. Uh, Ukraine was, was part of the uh, occupied country. Uh, and, uh, and there were a lot of Nazis, actually, that uh, rose up in power in Ukraine. They were one of the few nations where apparently they didn't give a lot of resistance to the oppressors coming in that were Nazis. And they kind of strangely adopted Nazism as their call. And, uh, and they have, a, you know, one of the famous heroes of uh, Ukraine is this guy named Stefan Bandera. And he's like the classic Nazi. Uh, and he arose, I think he might have even been around during the World War II. So they have a rather steep history of Nazism in that country for some odd reason. Because uh, they're, they're not Germanic, you know, they're Slavic, but they adapted to that for some reason. And they really haven't left it. They're, they're, there's always been elements within that government and... Uh, that have hated Russians. I mean, I mean, part of it is probably because they were taken over by Russia, the Soviet Union, uh, and existed. And I think some of the hatred kind of built up during those years. Uh, and then the Nazism kicked in, and it was even made worse. Uh, and then, you know, of course, in this whole chessboard game that uh, the American empire has been waging now forever, over a hundred years. Um, they buy all the countries around the Soviet Union and Russia now um, to encircle them with NATO membership, having basically missiles, nuclear missiles pointed at Moscow, um, right on the border, you know, on the doorstep. Now, the same situation, the, the closest uh, analogy that uh, can be made to this situation for America and Russia would be in 1962, there was a thing called the October Missile Crisis where, where uh, the Soviet Union was installing nuclear missiles into Cuba. And of course, I think they had just gotten Castro in uh, as their communist dictator there. And um, although it was with some intelligence assistance, I understand also, because uh, they did not like the dictator prior to that, uh, Batista. But anyway, um, so John F. Kennedy was the president at the time. And uh, it was October of 1962. So. He just gotten in uh, for you know a, about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, and uh, and he he basically gave uh, Khrushchev, the leader of the Soviet Union, an ultimatum. You know, either hey, we're going to war, you know, or you get those missiles out out of Cuba, and Khrushchev backed down, and they brought those missiles home to the Soviet Union. And so in the, in, in the situation where, you know, 90 miles from the Florida Keys where these missiles pointed at America, oh, man, we couldn't have that, you know, which is, you know, justifiable, of course, national defense, you know, and national security. So 
Putin, you know, he's been in there now since 90, 1999. He had to clean up what the West did. Well, let's get back to that before they actually became the Federation, the Russian Federation. And they were still the Soviet Union. And their last uh, uh, premier was Mikhail Gorbachev. And uh, that was back in, in the late 80s and, and uh, Reagan and then Bush, senior uh, pedophile overlord. Um, anyway, uh, his uh, Bush's, Bush said it himself and James Baker, his secretary of state, they were all like promising because this is also the time where they were uh, unifying West and East Germany, you know, East Germany, communists, West Germany, West democracy. And um, so the unification was going on. And during that negotiation, there were made promises that not one inch eastward will NATO go, you know, and, and at this time they'd already taken those uh, further Western, Eastern European countries like Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic and Slovakia, um, Poland, um, Romania. I mean, they, they took them fairly early, but the ones right up against, and they even got to the Baltic states uh, eventually uh, that do actually border uh, the Soviet or Russia. And, uh, so anyway, that's the game. That's the chessboard game is that America pins Russia in with all these hostile neighbors with nuclear weapons armed directly at the Russians. And, uh, and obviously, is that fair? Of course not. Any reasonable person who is sane on this earth would see, okay, you can't have it both ways. Okay, back in 62, you know, get the hell out. But it's okay for us to have them lined up, ready to blow up Russia, you know. I mean, that's so crazy, you know. Um, but you don't hear this in the mainstream news, you know. Uh, a little bit of history kind of like gives you a, a flavor of why the incursion into Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, I mean, it's totally insane, but that's what, that's what the propaganda does. Every time there has to be the enemy, and, and for the longest time now, during the whole Cold War, right after World War II, basically, all oh, the bad communists of Soviet Union, they were our ally during World War II. And then all of a sudden, you know, within a year or two after the war, they're the enemy, Cold War, communists, ooh, awful. You know, so, and it was a very oppressive, you know, we have Solzhenitsyn, who, uh, Mm. was a writer and, and also an inmate for like 30 years in their gulags there who came over and, and told us a lot about what life was like. So, I mean, mm. it's, it was no picnic living under communism. And you look at history and every communist nation is so oppressive. And guess what? That's where the whole world's going. That's mm. what the agenda of the controllers of this earth have is for us all to go basically fascist, communist, technocracy, and totalitarianism, all that combined into one mm -hmm. where we have no rights. And it's a super surveillance system using all the technology against us. Yep. Um, but we can get into that. I jumped way ahead just then, but that's, that's where we're going. So, yeah. you know, 
you know, but anyway, you can get into the whole argument of ideology and all this crap, you know. <laughs> There's never been really a true democracy or even a true republic. There never really has been. It's an ideal, just the same as the ideal of communism has never been manifested on a physical level. It's never happened. Uh, these are just ideologies, you know, and, and people get caught up in all this crap here, mm. you know. So, you know, and I, I don't even like the idea of the, of the, well, the enemy, and I see the enemy as the elite, basically. The elite are the controllers of this earth. They've been mm. in control for many centuries now and kept it basically hidden for many centuries. And we're just now waking up after all these millennia. <laughs> We're just waking up to how pervasive their crimes against humanity have always been. And they're stepping it up now. It's just getting worse because, and, and we'll get into more of this too. They're realizing the people are catching on mm -hmm. and we're not going to put up with this shit anymore. I mean, they're, they're getting this. That's why they're escalating all these weapons of mass destruction the perfect convergence of the perfect storm to kill us off, you know? Mm. Um, but anyway, getting back into the whole Ukraine situation. Um, so uh, basically even the early part of, of this century, you know, 2004, 2005, there were deals being made, little secret deals being made um, where the deep state, representing the intelligence interests of, of uh, America, uh, which also basically is the private army of, of the elite. Basically, that's all the intelligence services around the world are the private army of the elites. You yeah. know, that's that's the reality. And they're uh, largely responsible for the whole uh, pedophilia scourge. They're, they're basically the 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 ones that are in control for moving the kids and all of this. It's, it's an ugly scene, but we don't need to get there. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's been this deep state interest in Ukraine long before 2014 came along. They had a, a president that was uh, fairly recently elected. Um, and he, he was uh, aligning. See, U.S. always put pressure on all these countries near Russia to get with NATO, you know, that's what they're always after, you know, and they use that carrot stick and, and the European Union and the whole bit. Um, and there was pressure and, and the president, the duly elected, democratically elected president of Ukraine was aligning himself with Russia and, uh, and Putin and they didn't like it. So they threw in their uh, basically, the what, what do they call it? the NFO, the the non-government organization NGOs, you know, and that's just a cover for basically the CIA and you know, you know they, they use all these charitable organizations, these thinking tank foundations, all, all of this crap to infiltrate, and uh, and then basically. Uh, they started, you know, working with the Medan, this M-A-I-D-A-N, um, 
of Ukraine. And they're basically the Nazis. You know, they started working with these guys in cahoots to basically overthrow the democratically elected president of Ukraine back in early 2014. They were working on it throughout 2013, and they went right straight into it. By February of 2014, they overthrew the president, and he had to escape for his life to the Russia, basically. And uh, and so and Victoria Newland was the uh, well, I, I got a pup outside that's barking up a storm here. <laughs> Hope you don't hear it too much. But anyway, um, uh, so yeah, uh, Victoria Newland. Uh, she was a protege of Clinton, Hillary Clinton, who was of course Obama's Secretary of State for a few years, um, and. Um, and, and she's basically, she's Jewish, and she's like a Nazi herself. I mean, you know. Um, she's a real piece of work. And her, what's that? She's a real piece of work. I mean, we know we know a oh, lot yeah. about Hillary, yeah. don't we? She's a very, very sick puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, she's also a high priestess in the satanic church. You know, I mean, she's been doing that for many, many decades. Um, but yeah, her protege is Victoria Newland, and that was her baby. She was actually caught during the whole, uh, they were having protests, and then they had snipers out there, Nazi snipers shooting the, the people in the crowd. Um, and uh, this is during the lead up to the actual overthrow in uh, February of 2014. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so she's being interviewed. and. This isn't Hillary. This is her protege. And uh, and she says, oh, fuck the EU, you know, right on camera and stuff. She's a real, uh, yeah. But anyway, she, that was her design to have this overthrow. So it, it happened in 2014. And basically, the deep state has moved in ever since. And uh, Obama assigned Joe, his vice president, uh, in charge of uh, Ukraine. And so what does Joe do? He puts his perverted son, Hunter, in there, uh, drawing a huge salary of millions of dollars for the largest gas company, uh, gas oil uh, energy company in Ukraine. And he's making millions of dollars. He's bringing in his cronies, and they're all perverts. And they all get involved in, in the uh, trafficking. You know, I mean... I wrote uh, a chapter on Eastern Europe uh, in my book series with pedophilia. And, and uh, I had about three or four pages. About one third of that chapter was devoted to Ukraine exclusively. And uh, it is one of the it's one of the biggest hubs of child sex and human trafficking. They traffic a lot of young women and children. Uh, and it's one of the biggest centers for child and human trafficking throughout Europe. Um, and I mean, there has been so much money laundered, dirty money through all the organized crime businesses, which of course is trafficking of people, including many children. Uh, the drugs trafficking is huge there. The uh, organ, human organ trafficking is also a big enterprise there. Um, and they traffic uh, illegal arms as well. Um, 
And I would call all the trafficking of all the major heavy arms now coming from Europe and America uh, as also the trafficking, because that's, that's illegal under international rules. You, you are basically uh, going to war with Russia if you're aiding and abetting the enemy by giving them all these weapons to prolong the war. Um, and, but anyway, we'll get into more of that uh, too. But um, so, yeah, it's a huge capital for organized crime. One of the top, uh, probably the place in Europe uh, for organized crime. And uh, I would venture to say that over the years, trillions of dollars have illegally passed through. Uh, it's, it's black budget money. That's, that's how they do all these bad things to us because they're getting generating huge incomes from all these horrible enterprises of organized crime. And, and, you know, Hunter and Joe were part of it, you know, huge part of that. So that's kind of the, the, the setup. And then basically, um, of course, we've been going through this whole pandemic situation uh, since the very end and early beginning of 2020 and then the death jab holocaust now mm-hmm. uh, that's been going on now since uh they started the j- injections in December of 2020. So now it's over a year, coming up on a year and a half of it. And millions of people all over the world have died. And it has, there's been some very brave scientists and doctors that have come out with the truth. And, it, you know, the, the truth is out there. You have to be blind at this point not to realize that those quote, vaccinations, which aren't even vaccinations by any stretch of the definition of a vaccination. Um, they're, they're actually bioweapons to yep. kill us. I mean, that's the bottom line. And and all the scientific evidence is there, out there. Uh, you have to be blind not to realize this and totally stupid to keep getting your boosters at this point. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> we go from that I mean, that was the whole news. Everything was on that, basically, uh, up until probably November of last year, towards the end of last year. All of a sudden, the, 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 the evil ones that are doing this to us, the genocidal killers, realize, you know, the people are catching on. We can't, you know, get much more mileage from the pandemic. You know, people are saying, screw you with all the restrictions and they're not going to do it. And all those mandates and all the lawsuits now, I hope those lawsuits do something. I know it takes time, but anyway. Um, so they realize, you know, hey, we have to, you know, switch to a, another weapon in our arsenal out of all the many, many they have. And, uh, and so it became basically Ukraine. And they were pushing basically to uh, make Ukraine a NATO member, you know, the old carrot stick. That's what they do, you know, because they know they're going to be, quote, protected by Big Brother with NATO and military all there. And, uh, and of course, they had their deep state actor, basically, Zelensky, uh, who just is a puppet and does what he's told, uh, just like Joe Biden. It's a clown show between all of these, the whole stage has been set by all these clowns they have. And they're all imposters, they're all puppets, and they all 
hate us and will do whatever they're told to kill us. And um, so, <clears throat> so basically, the, the the they were basically building a, a troop expansion of uh, Ukrainian military on the border. All you could hear from, from the uh, mainstream press is, oh, the Russians are coming at the border, 100,000. All That's all you hear. But no, it was provoked because Ukraine was doing it. And here's the thing. Here's the kicker. United States and Ukraine were about to launch a joint military invasion of the Donbass region, which is the eastern provinces that are the breakaway provinces that back in 2014 had an election and they said, we want to be independent of Ukraine. They're comprised mostly of ethnic Russians and they're leaning towards, you know, becoming part of, of uh, Russia just as the Crimea, that was a big thing that was the source where the mainstream went nuts over that. But that was that was simply Putin, one, protecting his Black Sea naval fleet in that port um, that of Crimea, uh, and two, protecting his ethnic Russian people that voted 96% to go with Russia, not be independent, but go with Russia. And so they were annexed. And all the mainstream and, and the whole Western political machine just had a field day demonizing him for that, you know? Yet he had every justification to do it, you know? Um, and so the Donbass, which is the Donetsk and the Luhansk uh, provinces of eastern Ukraine, comprised, of course, ethnic Russians, they at that time voted to be independent of Ukraine, not yet join with Russia, but be independent. So ever since then, there has been basically a civil war going on where the Kiev uh, government is killing a lot of not just the the Donbas fighters for independence, but lots of civilians have died. And this has been going on, like I said, since 2014. And before Putin's incursion towards the end of February this year, like 15,000 at least, uh, Donbas citizens have been killed in this internal war where these people want to be free and independent and the Kiev government that's corrupt up the yin-yang will not have it um, with the big bad wolf of the United States and NATO behind them. So, um, so that's what, what led to this whole thing where there was going to be an invasion with, well, basically, I'm trying to think of, he's, a, he's the head of the mercenary. What's his name? I, I, I can't think of his name. He's actually a, an Annapolis uh, uh, student. Uh, 
I, I graduated from West Point. He, he was one year, I'm trying to think of his name. His sister, Voss, Elizabeth Voss, was the uh, Secretary of Education under Trump. Um, and uh, anyway, he's, he's like, he works with the CIA. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Anyway, are you, are you you're sorry. looking it up right now. Mate, are you, are you trying to right think now, of, uh, is it, the, you're not thinking of um, uh, Lloyd Austin, are you? Oh, no, no, no. no. Okay, I'm just trying Lloyd to get and I go back. <laughs> Lloyd and I go back to West Point, though. Yeah, right. Uh, we were both there, there at the same time. Um, but no, it's, uh, man, these tongue twisters. Where you... Give us some extra clues. What are some clues? Um, <laughs> well, okay, his. His sister is Elizabeth Voss. For some reason, I remember her name, the Secretary of Education. So look up uh, Elizabeth Voss or Secretary of Education Voss uh, brother, uh, and you will find it. Um, and he's notorious for being in charge of mercenary armies that basically the U.S. government contracts with. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, Eric uh, Prince. There you go, Eric Prince. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, yeah okay. the name's been around. Yeah, you know, he was in Iraq. He was in Afghanistan. I mean, he had his. Uh, he's basically a trainer of, of mercenaries that are usually, you know, special ops, you know, and or regular military service veterans that end up, you know, wanting to get paid for their war services all over the world. Um, and, and you mentioned in your article, you mentioned that he was formerly the head of Blackwater, which is now renamed to, what was it, the Academy or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, his Annapolis days or something. Um, but, yeah, it, it caught a lot of heat because they were they were engaging in war crimes, atrocities, uh, and they were caught. And, uh, and this is pretty much everywhere they go. Um, he might even be related to... Uh, the Bosnia uh, child trafficking uh, thing that was going on in the 90s, you know. Mm. Um, but anyway, because they, they hire these military contractors uh, that are basically mercenaries uh, to work alongside uh, the U.S. military um, and, and the CIA, of course. And uh, so, yeah, Eric Prince is training the Ukrainian military, and, and there's like over 100,000 of their troops that they're arming and training. And this is prior to the incursion. And they were all set probably maybe days after the February 24th Russian incursion into Ukraine. They were planning on invading Eastern Ukraine and taking out, and I'm talking about genocide, taking out the ethnic Russians there in Eastern Ukraine. Uh, and Putin beat them to the punch and brought in his troops. I mean, that's what that whole thing was about, of him lining them up on the border prior to the event. Because the Russian intelligence saw what they were doing. And, uh, and, and this came out, uh, well, he finally, Putin finally came out on May 9th. You know, they have their victory day celebrating 
their victory over the Nazis in World War II. And um, on um, basically May 9th of 1945, they beat the Nazis. Uh, and uh, I mean, that's why the, the Germans lost because, and the Russians took the biggest hit in World War II as far as human loss um, in both wars, World War I and World War II. And um, so anyway, uh, he came out, you know, it was a big celebration and they bring out all the big guns and the weapons and all that and go, look at us, we're pro very powerful, so don't mess with us. But his speech basically was uh, that they were, they were doing this uh, incursion into Eastern Ukraine to kill ethnic Russians big time, not just a you know, skirmish here and there building up over a eight year period of 15,000 dead. No, there would have been hundreds of thousands dead or maybe millions even, if he didn't intercede first. Uh, so that's what that was about. Um, it's just- He it's just, said, you know- yep. Sorry, go ahead, man. Putin, right after he did it, you know, on the February 24th, I think on the 25th, he spoke to the world saying, my incursion into Ukraine is to denazify Ukraine and demilitarize Ukraine. Because he didn't quite come out, but he did say it on the 9th now that they were going to actually launch this invasion into Donbass. Um, so, you know, the, the, the National Guard of Ukraine is the Azov Nazi battalion. And they make no bones about it. They, they're very flagrant in their celebration of being Nazis. And, uh, and so, and they're totally in, in the Ukraine government. Uh, so, and really there, I mean, uh, about maybe two weeks ago, I think, uh, the, the foreign secretary, uh, minister of Russia, uh, Sergei Lavrov, he says, you know, uh, Hitler was part Jewish. And of course, the uproar, you know. Uh, <laughs> but he's making the parallel that this Jewish puppet, Zelensky, you know, um, and they're, they're basically represent the Nazis. They are the Nazis. Mm. And, um, and so that's what that little statement was about. And it is truthful that they did find documented evidence uh, that Hitler, what his grandfather was was Jewish. Um, so th there's truth in that statement, even though oh Israel and all the Jews and a lot of the West of course oh can't do that. Uh. Um, <laughs> so, but 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 it's very true. Um, just because a person it says they're Jewish, it doesn't mean that they're not a Nazi, you know. Um, and they are the case in point. And you go back to World War II, and there were a lot of Nazis uh, there. And, and if you really wanted to go back, they go to back to Khazar. I don't know if you, you're familiar with yep. this. Uh, they were actually an empire briefly. Uh, and, and basically around the, the 800s, they were, the, the Khazarians are, uh, yeah, I have to do a little history here, too. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, it's important. 
They are now called the Ashkenazi Jews, the Khazarian people, and they're in Eastern Europe and Russia. And I mean, that was their origin. And they actually had a, briefly, maybe for a couple of centuries, the Khazar Empire. Mm. Uh, they were small, but, but nonetheless, they're a very warlike people. And they call them the name stealers because they were along the, uh, the Silk Road. Okay, that's part of the Silk Road all the way further west. And they would be taking the identities of, of these uh, traders that were going through, not with a T, but with a D, traders uh, on the Silk Road. And, and they would steal from them and take their identities and, and basically wheel and deal through deception and murder. Um, and, and they got a reputation for being very warlike and primitive and up to no good. All the neighbors around them were really, you know, there was a federation apparently around them. And, and, and the, the leader of the federation confronted the leader of Khazar and said, hey, man, you got to choose a religion. You know, you guys are too warlike and you're causing trouble for everybody here. And so, you know, either we kill you or, you know, you adopt the religion. And um, so the king of Khazar basically, I mean, they, they were basically practicing uh, Satanism. You know, they were into all these uh, Babylonian kind of uh, deities, you know. And uh, so they chose Jewish. We are going to be Jewish. But it's like a crypto Jew, meaning pretend Jew. On the outer surface, you pretend you're mm. a Jew, but really you practice whatever you believed in the prior situation. And that's what they did. And they've since, you know, I don't know why they switched it, maybe because Khazars have such a bad name. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff written on the Khazarian Empire and the Khazarian Mafia now. Uh, one of the biggest uh, chieftains of the Khazarian Mafia is Bibi Netanyahu, you know, mm. Benjamin Netanyahu, the leader, the longest leader of Israel, um, prime minister. Anyway, um, so a lot of those, uh, a lot of, of the uh, citizens of Israel migrated uh, and became dual citizens from Kazakhstan and uh, Ukraine uh, and Russia. There are a lot of Ashkenazi or Khazar uh, people in those countries. And in the uh, quest to build the population up in Palestine, that Israel has basically taken over and kicked out the, the uh, true Semites, which are the Palestinian uh, who are Muslim. Um, I mean, there used to be a big population there, and it's been shrinking and shrinking because, of course, Israel's been kicking them out or killing them. You know, it's an apartheid government. Everybody knows that. Yet, they get away with it forever. You know, they can do whatever they want, you know, and Nobody, they, they, you know, 
And, and that's because they you know, have been protected by America. America gives them $40 billion every 10 years, about $4 uh, billion a year, just on military, so they can kill more Palestinians. I mean, it's so sickening. Uh, I added it up. They, they've gotten from America, just on military aid alone, a trillion dollars since 1947, when it became a country up till now. They've gotten a trillion dollars from taxpayers of America. <clears throat> so anyway, um, so yeah, there's this history where there's been a lot of dual citizenship uh, from Russia and Ukraine. As a matter of fact, there's a movement even for, <laughs> I think, you know, there are people in Israel that, that believe that we're a doomed nation and we can only get away with our crimes so long and, and it's going to catch up to us and they're going to bomb us. Iran maybe is finally going to bomb us or something like that. They have this idea and, and I think it could be true too. And it's, at one point, the Illuminati guru that seems to do his magic wand all over the world and be buddies with everybody, Henry Kissinger, he's the most evil man alive and he's still unfortunately alive at 97. Um, but um, anyway, he at one point even said, Israel's not even going to exist. I can't remember the year he cited, but, but uh, and this guy probably knows because he seems to know everything that goes on and is a part of this whole basically tyrannical totalitarian government that we're headed towards. He's one of the architects and been at it a long, long time, obviously. Um, so anyway, um, and, and basically Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum leader, uh, was a protege of Henry Kissinger. And back in 1970, and he wrote a paper in 74, Kissinger was saying, okay, the way to control the world is to starve them out. And of course, that's exactly what their agenda is now yeah. with the whole of humanity. Um, so anyway, um, they have even, there are very close ties between Ukraine with a lot of Jews living there, Ashkenazi Jews, and, and Israel. And by the way, the, um, the true Hebrew, the true Israelites from the Bible and the ancient times, um, Semites, um, the Ashkenazis are, are not them. Yeah, they their ancestors are from those countries I've been talking about, not Middle East. Their ancestors never set foot in the Middle East. So this whole thing uh, that they use as the rationale to have their own country, steal Palestine and have their own country uh, is, is a, built on a lie. Um, there are, uh, you know, I guess Sephardic Jews that, that basically are Semite that but the Ashkenazis are not. And they come from, like I say, Russia and Ukraine and Kazakhstan. Um, so I was saying basically that there, there's even, they're, they're so in tight, Ukraine and, and uh, Israel, that there's even this plan that there's gonna be a lot of uh, uh, Israel citizens that are gonna be, there are already a lot of them dual citizens, but there's gonna be, there's a movement apparently afoot that many of the residents in Israel are going to plan to be moving and living in Ukraine. So, you know, it's as deep state as you get. 
you know, uh, in the same way that Israel gets away with everything and gets all this aid to do all these atrocities and crimes against the humanity and never is called on it, never gets any kind of consequence for their horror. Uh, well, you know, Ukraine kind of falls into that same category. Uh, they're, they're looped together very much, uh, joined at the hip. So anyway, uh, getting back to the Ukraine incursion. So that's what the circumstances forced uh, Putin into action, where he put his troops in there. And like he stated from the outset, demilitarize and denazify. That is our goal here. I'm not, he, he is not there to tear apart every city and kill a whole bunch of civilians. That's the furthest thing from what he wants. Yet, the propagandists and war machine of the West and Ukraine are having all these false flags claiming that the Russians are these terrible people that killed this whole town, hundreds of people, and Bukha, and a whole bunch of other atrocities, the maternity ward, all, all of this. Is, and, and then the, there was a, uh, so, uh, I think a bus depot or something. Uh, they're, they're, they said, oh, Russia did this, Russia did this, Russia killing all these civilians. civilians. Yes, there is what they call militarily collateral damage. It's a horrible thing that civilians are killed in any kind of conflict, military conflict, obviously. Mm. Uh, I think the tally is, is a little bit over 3,000. I think that's the official count. Um, uh, and, but I think, I do hate to say it, because I was thinking like by May 9th, they were probably gonna just be in the mop-up stage and be done with it uh, and be out of there. Uh, and that hasn't happened, apparently. Uh, it has gone a little bit slower than Putin would have liked. Um, and there is concern that it, the longer it gets dragged out, one, the more Ukrainian civilians are going to die. And that's how much Zelensky and the West care about the Ukrainians. because mm -hmm. uh, That's the only outcome here. Uh, well, the other outcome that they're really shooting for is, is that it becomes a bogged down stalemate, dragged out, kind of like the Vietnam War that America had. And like back in the Soviet days, uh, before we moved into Afghanistan, Russia had their Vietnam in Afghanistan. And it's called the, uh, the uh, graveyard of the empires, Afghanistan. And of course, look at the debacle that happened last year, uh, where, you know, they, they gave them, I don't know, uh, I think it was $50 billion worth of war materials, uh, the Taliban. Uh, they just abandoned it on purpose. It was all by design. Um, but, um, yeah, we have these people in our government at the top who are uh, basically, uh, they're Satanists. They're Luciferian. They're worshipers of, of Lucifer. They want this one world government. They've been going at it for a long, long time, these, quote, uh, Luciferians, Illuminati. You know, they go by different names. They're the high degree, 32 and higher of the, of the Freemasonry. They're all in it together. Uh, the Jesuits, you know, the military um, secret society. Uh, they're supposed to be 
uh, Catholic, but they're really the infiltrators and, uh, and the assassins. And then there's the Malta Knights. You know, I, I devoted a, an entire book for all the secret societies that are basically running the world between the intelligence uh, services of all the countries and the secret societies of all the countries. They're in charge of all the, the worst things that go on with humanity on this earth. They are basically the coordinators of it all. Uh, and then the overlords are, are the bloodline families, you know, the black nobility families of Europe uh, and uh, the Rothschild central banking dynasty. They control, they probably, through banking, I mean, you, you know, money is the thing that controls everything. Yep. You know, they, they have every aspect of life owned and controlled. And they got like, two basically investment firms, BlackRock and Vanguard. And if you look at all the largest corporations in the world, every single one of them is owned by the same owners, you know, and it's a hand, relative handful of the population. And the other, these are the bloodline overlord families that own all of the top, they own every aspect of, of life. Uh, that's why we outnumber them a million to one. And we need to uh, use what little money we each of us have to not give them more money and more power. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a one huge weapon we need to organize and then boycott on a big way. Um, but anyway, we can get into more of what we can do uh, to fight this immense evil against us. Mm -hmm. It is basically a, a war between good and evil. It really is. Uh, it's, it's a fundamental as you can get. Um, and basically, the Ukraine government, not the people, the people are, are good like every other people, you know, uh, there's no, you know, um, but the governments, the governments are, and the owners of the governments through bribery and sexual blackmail, they are the ones, they're the enemy. And, um, and it's pretty much, I mean, how were they able to get away with a pandemic, you know, where every country followed suit? Well, it's because there's a handful centralized that are calling all the shots. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, and, and there were like four leaders of different nations. Three of them were in Africa and one was Haiti. And the leaders of those nations said, this is bullshit. We're not going to go along with this. This is all bullshit. I'm not bringing in any kind of vaccine. I, forget it. I'm not doing it. They died. Yeah. Yeah. Just everyone that spoke up, everyone that spoke up, there were like four of them, and they all died shortly after they said, get out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> so, you know, that's how they get everybody to click their heels and do what they're told, you know? <laughs> you know? So, um, anyway, and, and, you know, the sad part is, you know, China, and I've written a lot about this, too, and I'm writing an article, you know, related to this again. Um, I don't know, one of your uh, mates from Australia, he's from Perth, uh, his name is Brendan also, with an O, uh, and uh, Brendan O'Connell. Yep. Are you familiar with him? I know, I know who he is, yeah. He's kind of like, like that, you know, uh, but 
<laughs> he makes points. First of all, he, he is a wealth of information. Um, and I see his points, uh, and I've written about it um, in, in a number of articles. And, and well, I, I think I can get into this now. Uh, there, basically now, yes, there are some good people. There's a lot of good people. Generally, the good people are the passive spectators in life. They don't want to, you know, step up and take charge. It's just not their nature. But they treat people and all life forms good. You know, the old golden rule, and all of this kind of stuff is practice. And I would say that's probably maybe even a majority of people on the earth. Uh, and they just want to be left alone and have their families and do their thing. You know? and, and that's it could be a glorious place. Uh, but we got this minority, very small, slim, you know, that are been ruining it for all of us for forever. Um, and now we have to really do something about it because at no other time in prior history have we, the people, known their atrocities and war crimes and crimes against humanity ever to the extent that we now know. We can identify our enemy. Mm. We know who they are. And, 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 well, here I go with one of the things we can do on a large level. Um, basically, technology, they track everything. And there's a guy named Bill Binney who worked in the National uh, Security Agency, NSA. And he was like a master, you know, at being able to do all that surveillance stuff. And, and but he was a, a whistleblower, an honest, good guy working for NSA. And he has come out a lot of times saying, we have it all. We have, they, are, they have all the technology. They know all the bad people that are doing these things that may have power. They have it all. All that information and evidence is there. And then what we also need to have are truth and reconciliation, where the lower rungs of the players involved in, in the deep state cabal basically reveal what their bosses and their higher ups have done because they work with them. Um, and then we go easy with the people that come up with a lot of truth and evidence, go easy on the punishment for them. And then go after the ones that are calling all the shots and causing all the evil on this earth. And we already know who they are, but, you know, courts of law, you know, military tribunals, public executions, <laughs> the military tribunal. Now, you know, they got these fringe sites all the time. Oh, they got Hillary. They got this one, Obama. Yeah. They got, you know, <laughs> you know, well, I, I kind of just thought, I thought about this before, but, I think, I think that I'm, I'm torn. Every day I, I go through the emotional roller coaster of thinking, okay, there are good forces that, that are behind the scenes doing good work, and eventually they will emerge and show all the good work, the good deeds that they have done, you know, and are doing. And then in my more sobering moments, I kind of wake up and go, you know, there's not really going to be 
anybody out there to save us. You know, it's not going to be Trump. And I, there was a, I have a friend who, who basically was a friend with somebody I spoke to on the phone. This is probably about a year ago or over a year ago now. And at the time, he was a, a member of the so-called White Hat Military Alliance comprised of special ops from America and supposedly 32 other countries are involved in this. And they have the business of trying to deal with the dark forces and all the underground tunnels. Uh, I, that is real. I, I believe that they do a lot of horrific things. I mean, we all know about the, we've heard about all the layers, they have deep layers going miles into the underground uh, where they have uh, bio labs and they have military, uh, I mean, deep underground military bases uh, that go way down. And uh, they do all kinds of horrific research in all these places. And, and then they have a tunnel system with a, a transport rail that uh, can go 14,000 miles. So in, in less than two hours, they can make a whole trip around the earth. Uh, I mean, they got the technology where it's Mach, Mach uh, 2 or something like that, which is like extremely fast. <laughs> yeah. They keep so much technology from us, you know? I mean, the, the evil ones, the controllers. But uh, anyway, I do believe that there are positive, good white hat military forces that are doing good work, life and death work down in the underground, deep underground, all of that stuff, rescuing kids. Many are dead already. Um, and supposedly under Ukraine, they're finding, of course, they did. This is this much is for sure evidence. They have found biolabs that are, you know, financed by the Department of Defense of the United States. And uh, and they're up to no good, obviously all the bio labs are uh and they go deep underground under ukraine and uh i think um, i believe it's true yeah true. Uh, oh go ahead i was just you, you know you you mentioned that i think in your article you said there was 30 miles out of mariupol there was a uh, biden uh yeah. piece of, a property that they were you know underground tunnels drugs uh yeah. you know, gold bullion all this stuff i mean feel free to comment on that as well yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was going. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> supposedly 200 acres, uh, you know, 30 miles outside of Mariupol, which is the big port there and where the holdout underground under the Azovstal uh, steelworks, uh, they got tunnels and deep underground military stuff there. And, of course, there's holdouts. Otherwise, pretty much most of Donbass has, has been taken over by the Russian and the Donbass troops. It's been secured, but that's the last holdout. They finally got the civilians out, thank God for that. Um, 500 of them, supposedly. You know, that, that's, that's another thing what the Ukraine military does, is they, they use the human shields of children and civilians. Uh, you know, they're so cowardly and so evil. I mean, you know, it's just black and white as far as good and bad. Now, but that's the thing, that's my whole point. Uh, I'm bouncing around here. Uh, but yeah, I was talking about the Biden compound, 200 acres, uh, real close to Mariupol, which is the hub of all the trafficking because of the being the port. Um, 
and uh, and they did a, a, a military uh, special force. The Delta Force went in there and recovered, as you said, uh, you know, heroin, many sacks of heroin, tar, uh, and, and you know, three hundred million, I think, of uh, gold bullion. And these shackles uh, for the arms and legs of people's bodies, children's bodies, where they do torture and sex and all those horror. That's what they do in those places. And they discovered that. So what was evident is that the Bidens are participants. Well, we already know Biden is a pervert. He can't keep his hands and mouth away from little children. Uh, I mean, that's all visible. I mean, there's like 20 minutes of it you can find. Uh, they probably take them all down now. But anyway, he's he's a pervert and a pedophile. Mm -hmm. And yep. uh, and so is his son. Yep. It's been that, quote, uh, you know, laptop from hell. You know, it shows it all, basically. Uh, Chinese 12-year-old girls and, and Ukraine, the whole bit. It's all there, uh, along with all his organized crime activity and the Biden crime family activity, it's all there. So yeah, uh, that was discovered. And uh, so it is a cleanup operation. Uh, yeah, they're demilitarizing and denazifying, and they're also neutralizing the horror shows of these bio labs and the deep underground bases with all the organized crime of what they're doing to children and the rest. Um, that's all, I, I really, expect and hope that Russia will be forthcoming in delivering the evidence to the world. You know, yeah. I don't want it to be another situation where, oh, the white hats are doing good, but you know, we don't see it, but yeah. hey, they say we are, you know, <laughs> um, I don't want it to be like that, you know, because yeah. um, I know this kind of horror does go on there. I know it's for real. We need to see the evidence just like we need to see the evidence of the white hats around the world doing all the good things supposedly happening and all the things down there in Cuba in the prison, um, you know, all that military tribunals and supposed executions. We need to see evidence. You know? Let's see it. Like live, uh, live stream it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it needs to be out there so the people have a sense that, it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah. Because a lot of bad shit's coming down and it's coming down heavier and faster than ever before on us. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I have no more patience for these quote influencers out there that are always saying, Oh, yeah, we got to trust the plan, bro. You know, and I've written about it in one of the recent articles saying, Right after the Bolshevik Revolution, where a whole bunch of Jews that were Marxist communists came into and did the Bolshevik Revolution, they killed Nicholas II, the Tsar and his family. And, uh, and then they started going after the Christians in Russia and murdered up to like 66. Cholzhenitsyn said 66 million of them died in the course of from the Bolsheviks all the way through uh, Stalin's time. Stalin took over after about five years after Lenin was done. And, um, and boy, what a 
mass murderer he was. But uh, anyway, uh, there was this uh, supposed operation called Trust, Trust Operation. Um, and it's trust the plan, bro, all over again, you know. Supposedly there were military in Russia that were going to be doing a counterinsurgency on the insurgent Marxist communists, the Lenin crowd, and uh, never happened. And 66 million people died. Mm. And I'm afraid it's a deja vu all over again, because what they've got lined up with all their weapons of mass destruction they're delivering on us right now is mass starvation all over this earth. Yep. We got all the, the Holocaust victims for taking the jab. We, uh, have, uh, we're on, we've never been closer to nuclear war than at this very moment uh, because the maniacs and I've written that basically they have all these luxury cities and stuff and big subterranean places down there. And they actually think they're going to survive by going underground, living there because they got years of supplies to keep them going. And then they're going to wait till, you know, the nuclear winter and the spread of all the radiation is done. After a few years, they will emerge and resume where they left off as the controllers of the earth, Satanists. That's their plan. That's why they don't give a shit if they kill the whole human species. They don't care. You know, I, George Carlin was the greatest comedian in the world. It's a, he, you know, he, he died in like 2009 or something like that. And, but right before, about two, three years prior to his death, and I think they got him because he told too much truth. He said, it's a, it's a private club and you ain't in it, you know? Yeah. And that's basically it. That's it, basically it. If you, if you have that kind of ambition, first of all, it's an attraction for psychopaths. And I yeah. know this from my own West Point days and the ones that rise up and become the generals of all the wars and stuff. They're psychopaths. I mean, um, and, you know, the Secretary of Defense, you know, he was a freshman uh, beanhead at West Point when I was a junior and I was his assistant squad leader. And he's the prototypical um, that, that rises up through the system by punching your ticket and doing what you're told. You become a good order fo follower, you know, uh, and you kiss ass. That's the politicking game. You know, you kiss ass of your superior. I mean, it's like this in any kind of corporate kind of hierarchy, government, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of private public sector. It's always like, this. it's the same deal. And it's the kiss ass psychopaths that end up at the top. And basically they're they sell their soul to the fucking devil. That's what they do. Uh, and you look in the entertainment industry, it's just loaded with these types. They sold it out and they are at the top because they've sold out. And the same applies. I don't care what kind of structure you're talking about, whether it's the university, the education system, the top, every level at the top, I don't care what you're talking about. It's the same club and we ain't in it, you know? Um, so that's, that's a, the huge part of, 
of what's wrong with our evil system. And it seems like all throughout history, it's been this way where, you know, out with the old and in with the new, well, same as the old boss, like the old who rock and roll group saying this back 30, 40 years ago, whatever. Um, same as the old boss. Well, that's what it becomes all through history. There have been a few good leaders, that, but they are the exceptions and the minority of history that have actually tried to do good. And almost every single one of them is assassinated. That's the game. They can't tolerate anybody that's out there that's honest doing good. They won't tolerate it and they will kill them first. And that's what happens over and over. A few of them rise up and they do some good before they're gotten. But I don't think there are very, very many at all that have ever been able to stay alive and do a lot of good and then change things on a, on a big picture scale. They don't get that far because the evil ones that have been in control for millennia, millennia, I mean, we were put here and in a lab made as humans. They took Homo erectus and they stitched some of their own DNA. I'm talking about the Anunnaki. There's been other ETs that have been visiting and have a, a vested interest in what goes on here, that's for sure. Um, and, and there have been some good guys that have probably tampered a little bit with our DNA too. But anyway, uh, for what, 250,000 years, humans were made basically in a laboratory. I mean, that isn't to say this is the latest branch of humans. There's humans out there in other galaxies and all this that are far much further advanced and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you have to really open your mind to the reality that, that, you know, we're definitely not alone. Thank God, but now there's some bad ones out there too. And one of the bad ones are the Anunnaki's. And they basically created us in a lab 250,000 years ago. And we've been slaves. That's why they created us. They took the Homo erectus at the time in Africa and, and then they spliced their own genes in. And here it comes Homo sapiens, you know? And we've been a slave ever since. That's the bottom line. Uh, well, our enslavement is done. We, we've, done, we've paid our dues. We've gone through enough abuse. And now it's time for us to act. Uh, and, and the way to do it is don't follow the rules. Be a, a, a rule breaker. You know, a lot of it is education and just informing. There's a lot of, you know, there's mass formation psychosis out there that we're up against now where people, oh, they can't handle the truth. They just oh, get out of here, you conspiracy nut. You know, they call us conspiracy nut. An invention of the CIA for all the people that knew that it was a bullshit story about what happened to JFK, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they say, oh, let's do this. Yes, they'll all be discarded as nutcases, you know? Uh, you know, they're, they're ingenious with their whole propaganda deception game. They've been very ingenious about it. Uh, but it's time for us to outsmart them now by knowing the truth and uh, knowing that we're all in their crosshairs. They want 14 out of 15 of us. You know, if you believe in the, what they say on the Georgia Guidestones, they want a half of a billion. That's like 500 million. Out of 7.9, supposedly, now probably that's lowered some with the, the non-vaccine death jab, but that's 14 out of 15 people that are living. 
And then I, I get into this. It's a very fascinating website called Deagle.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and it, it's a, a West Point graduate from the class of 1960 who uh, worked for the Rockefeller Foundation. He worked for military intelligence uh, and government jobs. Uh, he was like an assistant secretary of state or something like that at one point. Uh, and then he worked for a huge helicopter uh, and uh, and then started this website, basically that's a trade site for all the military industrial complex weaponry of the world kind of thing. And one of the, the most important and uh, interesting features on that site is all this time, and it's been around for, I don't know, many years actually, and they have a projection of the present population and the future population. And the future population of the United States, on their last count, before they took them down, because they were drawing so much attention, 65 million. We have 332 million people in the United States, and they're going to bring it down according to them. And these are, these are think tanks. These are intelligence services, uh, government that are actually doing the data to come up with this magic formula that predicts the actual 2025 population. And every country in the West are taking big hits. All of them yep. are taking big hits. I yep. think the biggest hit is America because that comes out to over 80%. That's four out of five Americans in two and a half years, according to their prediction, is going to be dead or have moved like you and me to another country. Yeah, Uh, that's a lot of deaths. That's a lot of deaths. And you go through Britain, Australia, France, all of the Western nations, huge hits. Yeah. Half, sometimes more dead. They're saying anyway. And like I say, these are insiders. They probably kind of know what they're talking about. And that was even before the pandemic. And just to jump in there on that, on that note, Joaquin, on that note, mate, um, I spoke to uh, Barlando, uh, I think it was, oh man, when was it? Somewhere in 2021 or maybe late 2020. And he is he's quite a well-connected guy. He has known people who, who move in those uh, WEF type circles and he was told 20 years ago that this event that we've been living through was was planned and was going to happen. Like there's something in in yeah. the obviously not the full details of it, but the gist of it, the general format form of what we've witnessed was planned as and known about in those circles 20 years ago. So the, these people like Deagle, uh, you know, obviously they they've got inside information and they they are able to say, well, you yeah, based based on the fake pandemic and the the death jabs and these things we're going to roll out. There's probably not going to be much more than say 15 million Australians left at the end of all this, which was their prediction for Australia. By the way, for anyone who's interested. <laughs> and what is the present population of Australia? Uh, I think it's closer to 25 or 26. So almost half. Yeah, it's pretty a fair, it's a fair whack, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, 80% for America. Yeah, so, yeah, they do things uh, decades, sometimes centuries. I mean, you know, there, there's, a, there's a Confederate general of the American Civil War uh, who is 
a top Freemason. He took over after Massini, uh, the Italian, uh, as the, for the head uh, uh, Freemason out of the world. And uh, Albert Pike was his name. And he uh, predicted, this is back around uh, 1870s. Uh, he predicted World War I. He predicted World War II. And he actually you know, said who the players were going to be in each of those wars. And he said that there was going to be a World War III. And it will between, be between, uh, it'll be like Armageddon, uh, where it's going to be between the West and the East and, and you know, the, I guess the Christian versus the Muslim, yeah, something like that. Um, well, no, I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's between the elite and the rest of humanity. Mm. That's who it's going to be. You know, it's us versus them. And for us to stay alive as a human species, because that obviously that's where we're going is with all, all the death jabs, you know, graphene oxide, there's all kinds of nanoparticles that are electrical conductors for 5G. So you're going to be wired basically for, for basically brainwashing, mind control, uh, and, and you're not going to be able to exercise free will or any kind of freedom because everything you do, there will be social credit scores that if you are a person of your own mind, uh, you're not going to have a good score. And therefore, the money in your bank, you can't uh, do anything with. You can't do any transactions. You will basically starve to death, which is their agenda anyway. By the end of the year, there's going to be millions of people on this earth that's going to be dying from starvation. Um, I'm sure there's going to be uh, runs at the grocery store shelves uh, probably already happening in a lot of places in the world right now. They've really honed in. And then with this whole, you know, thing hanging over us with potential nuclear war, the, the, the you know, the, the real controllers that are the puppet masters that are the bloodline failings, they are doing everything in their power to get Putin to actually do some kind of initiation of a nuclear war. Um, I think he's smart enough and, and you know, aware enough to know once you go there, every, there's no turning back, you know, yeah. uh, and it will just escalate where who knows what percentage of the people living on this earth will be dead almost instantly within days. Um, and, and that's a very slippery slope that they're not going to be able to do just a little, a little mini nuke, you know, it will, they'll one up each other until we're all, you know, gone. That's, that's probably what will happen if it goes there and we are ever so close right now. And like I said, you know, they figure they're going to survive it out and then come on and take over again. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure where we're going now. <laughs> that's all good, man. What, what are your, your, ask your next question. <laughs> um, I've Oops. just, Oh, there you go. You're back. Um, with the, with the general outlook, I mean, do you, there's, I, I hear this sentiment quite a lot that there's a lot of people who are paying attention who feel like this is the death throes of the, you know, the cabal, this is the end game and they're falling to pieces and ultimately we're going to triumph. I mean, what's your feeling around that? 
Well, like I say, I go back and forth, back and forth all the time. Uh, it's really tiresome. <laughs> um, I do think that there are good forces on this earth. Now, are they actually going to rise up and then show themselves for what the good that they've done and give us a sense that, yes, they are taking care of business. They got the evidence and they're rounding these people up and uh, doing what they need to do. Um, we need evidence because yeah. me and millions, perhaps billions of other people right now on this earth are saying, when are they going to show themselves? If they're for real at all. And I, like I say, I have my doubts a lot of the time. I, you know, that's why I, it falls back on what can we individually not wait for yeah. the plan, bro. Yeah. You know, not yeah. do sit there and be passive like what Russians did back after the Bolsheviks. Um, so I think we have to, you know, focus on that. Uh, I got asked that question over and over again based on my articles uh, recently, and I wrote a whole thing out. I think uh, one of the important things is my belief <clears throat> as far as why humans are born is to advance spiritually, to be able to develop ourselves because the physical thing, it's, it, you know, the, the, there's a Hindu expression that it's Maya or the illusion uh, that our soul gets caught up in our body and thinks that the material world is everything. And, you know, if you come from like typical Western societies that are so materialistic, you buy into that from the very, you know, baby up to old death. And obviously it's not that. There is a, we do have souls. Now the people that are calling the shots, no, I don't believe they do. I think they are soulless. But most humans have souls and those of us who do not have tampered with dna as far as having these poisons in our body that have altered us and made us not human um the more cyborg i mean that's what the whole schwab thing is all about merging machine with humans um so really the human species they want extinct that's what they want they want like i say you know 14 out of 15 of us dead. And then that one out of 15 is going to be a cyborg. That's what they're going for. Uh, so we can't let them win this war between good and evil. And we have to get right with God, all of us, all of us. And this is an individual thing. I'm not religious, never have been. I always kind of like, because it's too much dogma in it. And I, you know. But I respect every people, every person and all people who are religious, if it makes them better people, it's a good thing. I always think like that. It's very simple. If it makes them a better person, then it's a good thing. If it makes them all screwed up and guilt-prone and, and you know, uh, judgmental and all this kind of narrow-minded, all, all that, um, that's bad. <laughs> um, but uh, so we, we all have to, I think, Work it out between ourselves. Now, I know that there's a lot of people who are atheists or agnostic, 
Uh, and I don't necessarily blame a person for being agnostic or even atheist. Um, uh, it's, it has to be harder for them, though, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I mean, all through my life, I have sought solace and comfort and strength and guidance and wisdom through God all my life. I've had that as my greatest coping skill for all the bullshit that life throws at me. You know, it's the greatest coping skill. And that serenity prayer is, is the, the best healing advice anybody could ever say. And there's that one line in it. You know, do whatever you can to change whatever is upsetting or not right in your life. If you have the power, and that's what I say, we have collective, we have the power. We outnumber them a million to one. We can do a lot of good stuff if we unite. And I don't see enough of that. I see a, a lot of people bickering back and forth. The old divide and conquer, their way of retaining power all through the ages has been to divide people into having them clash and be against each other rather than see that the real enemy is the one that's pulling all the strings. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a big one right there is I, I believe that, you know, it comes down to basic love, you know, I mean, love, you know, if you have the personal love, that's a good thing, whether it's the, you know, I'm, I'm totally with, if you're a homosexual, lesbian, you have every right, you're a human, you have every right that any other human has. What I don't like is then pushing it down our throats, where this transsexual, transgender, screwing up the kids at four or five years old, getting them all crazy, so that by the age of eight, they definitely want the operation. And then by their 14, they're getting the operation. I mean, that's insanity. And yeah. that's part of the whole social engineering, bringing us down so we have no sense of right and wrong, no moral compass to no yeah. right from wrong. They want to basically uh, make things like pedophilia, bestiality, all that, anything goes. It's all called cultural relativism, moral relativism. What's sin for one person is the spirituality for another. I mean, it's that kind of common denominator, brainwashed bullshit yeah. that's all through our education, woke education system. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there is right and wrong. And we. I, I'm not one to like... Like I say, you know, I'm, I'm, to I'm totally for human rights. I'm totally for transsexuals to have the right to live and have a good life, just like anybody else. Uh, I just don't want their dogma, their brainwash to horribly injure the minds of many generations. And they've done it now. They've it's done been it. going on for 20, 30 years now. I mean, yep. it's just nuts. And the evil enemy wants us to basically normalize shit like pedophilia and bestiality and anything goes. That is their philosophy. And unfortunately, the woke generation and the woke crowd now that are the imposters in our government, that's where they're at. That's where they're at. Yeah. And they are the enemy for being so blinded yeah. uh, and trying to inflict that on everybody else. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think the, the big thing, we're here to learn and to love. I mean, that's the bottom line is I, I see it. And so to get things right with 
between yourself and God and those you love. Um, and I got to practice what I preach because like, I'm like the typical family member where I have siblings that I don't talk to, you know, we parted ways for several years and stuff. You know, I, I say, well, I got to work on forgiveness. You know, I, I try and be like Jesus, you know, and do all the great things that, uh, you know, acceptance and all that stuff, forgiveness. But I haven't been able to. But anyway, we don't know how long we got. That's the bottom line. We don't know. Life is very uncertain right now. So, like I said, get things right with God between you and God and your loved ones. Uh, and then, obviously, there's the practicality of, of surviving in this crazy world where you might not be able to go to the national chain grocery store and get your food uh, for months at a time now. Uh, and you got to do something about that by preparing, having some kind of uh, food that, that obviously will not perish over a six month or a year or whatever, um, and, and to have a little bit of a stockpile. Uh, storage of food uh, because you just don't know where you might be. There can be an EMP explosion, uh, and then all of almost all of North America, all of the United States, over the center of the United States, they do it. You know, we have no electricity, no power uh, for up to a year like that. Uh, so, what are you going to do? You know, um, so yeah, there's all the practical. I mean, the preppers have been around for what, 30, 40 years of now, saying how to live off the grid and all this kind of good stuff, you know, uh, pretty hard to do nowadays, but um, you know, those, those uh, iPhones, they're, they're not good. They're not good. Uh, um, but anyway, cause they track everything. They, yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah, the old super surveillance, that's what the, oh yeah, I was going to touch on this. It seems like uh, it seems like you know. I think that Putin is KGB. He was a graduate of, of Schwab's School for Future Dictators program. Uh, you know the Future Leaders program since 1992. He was one of the very early grads because uh, he came to power in 1999, and uh, <clears throat> and Kissinger put him in power. Uh, Steve Pizhnishik, the guy that goes on uh, on the uh, InfoWars show with, yeah, he, he basically said, yeah, we, we put Putin in power. Uh, you know, so, but anyway, he, he rose up, he did what he was told and, and, and rose up and now, whether he has a conscience, I've been also told that he died or some kind of double came in. You know, there's all the clones. That's a whole other topic. You, know? that stuff, yeah. you got all the people that, you know, I mean, supposedly Biden is not Biden. He's an actor, you know, um, and they have clones. And, you know, you name it. You know, it's all fake, fake, fake. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, the thing that I was going to get to is. Putin, at least, if he is the same person, whatever, uh, throughout the time that he's been in charge of the Federation of Russia, um, he has been the most reasonable, most restrained, most uh, composed and, and wise as far as uh, not doing anything horrible 
to a whole bunch of other people on this earth. Among the world leaders, he is it as far as the best performance. You know, yeah, he's probably taken out a few of his uh, competitors along the way. You know, he probably, well, no, probably about it. I think it's pretty oppressive society, probably in Russia. You speak out, like in China, they take you away immediately. You are in prison or dead. You know, uh, it's pretty much like that, I think, where they are. Uh, But the leaders of the West, forget it, forget it. They're totally controlled by the puppet masters that are satanic. Um, So it becomes a question of controlled opposition. Is Putin placed there, like, you know, Pizhnesik said, uh, Kissinger put him there, because Kissinger is the godfather of all, you know, power. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's quite possible. It's also possible that uh, people like Trump, who was a buddy of Jeffrey Epstein for the longest time, was in New Yorker magazine saying, oh, yeah, he's my buddy. Oh, he likes the young ones. So he knew he was doing that shit. And there's even been lawsuits that have been filed. They weren't followed through on against Trump raping a 13-year-old. So, you know, and just the certain things he has with his daughter and what he said even with his daughter, you have to wonder, you know, you know, he what he say? If you were, if, if I wasn't your father and you were a few years older, I'd marry you. You know, and she's mm. like thirteen or something like that. You know, I mean, and then he's got her sitting on his lap, and she's thirteen or fourteen. You know, just weird shit. You know, yeah. and he ran with the weirdest, the most uh, infamous pedophile in America, uh, and said great things about him. You know, yeah, he finally kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago because supposedly he was. Trying to, you know, enlist some girls, you know, young girls there or something, hitting on the employees there, um, you know. But my view is, people do change. Yes, you know, you might have done stuff bad in the past, and some people don't stay bad, or at least they have some sense of wisdom or, or guidance, spiritual, morally where they move in the right direction and maybe, you know, try and, uh, you know, make up for whatever bad they've done, you know, um, you know, that, that some of the better humans do that, you know, or none of us are perfect. Mm. Um, so yeah, back in 2012, he did a Twitter tweet and said, we got to do something about these pedophiles, you know, Uh, And this is before he even was running for president, you know, several years prior to that. And my understanding uh, is he's done more to actually lock up pedophiles than any other president, because none of the other presidents ever spoke out against pedophilia and against how the VIPs of all the countries, you know, the network and all that trafficking. They never even addressed it because they were part of it. Most of them are pedophiles themselves or pedophile enablers Mm. where you tolerate because it's that club, you know, that's what 
you do if you want to stay in power. Um, and so, yeah, I think he made progress. And another thing that I like, you know, I think he, he's not good and he's done some bad stuff, but so many of the mainstream media and the rhinos, they all, fuck, they all hate him. They hate him with such passion. And, and basically it's the enemy of the enemy kind of thing. And, and you have to wonder, you know, uh, he must be trying to, he, obviously he threatens their evil shit, you know, mm. he threatens them. And that's why they keep going after him. You mm-hmm. know, he was the most, probably the most plagued president, you know, with impeachment twice and all these threats and never amounts to anything. The whole thing with that Durham investigation, what, three, four years now, we're still waiting on that, you know. Um, you know, it's a circus. It, it, yeah. I don't know. It's such a it's you such know, a perception like, management game, right? Like they're just trying to constantly manage perception, even though he's not president anymore. They still can't let people have any other ideas or thoughts about it. They've got to keep the mind control operation going and just focus on you know. Let's just focus on my voice. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but mate, um, well, I, I I hope that the Durham investigation, which supposedly has all the dirt now on the whole Clinton and Obama and Brennan, their CIA director, and all of them, they all need to be put in prison. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they committed crimes and they need not to mention all the pedophilia that they're all involved with as well. Um, you know, but we just wait and hope and hope and hope, you know, it, it hasn't happened. But we need to start seeing some action. Um, but on the other hand, we need to do whatever we can basically to not be rule followers to basically use civil disobedience not to go back to mask wearing you know i know that they got it down where you know uh sometimes you know you can't be on a plane unless you're masked uh supposedly that the the eu has has said okay you don't have to you know and there's countries like denmark and, and a whole bunch of countries Sweden never really did buy into it. They managed to avoid it. And they also have a very small uh, damage from, quote, the pandemic. Um, So, yeah, all those restrictions was all about control and all about brainwash. So we become subservient, fearful, and do what we're told. Uh, That's what all that whole thing is. And then take the jab and die, you know. Um, So... Yeah, we, we got to unite. We, we do have to organize. I mean, yeah, there, there have been some great, huge thousands and thousands of people in Australia and Europe and less so in America. But, you know, even in America, that there's been a lot of protests. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, these are the people that, that say we're citizens of the world and we want to have our freedom, our human rights, our constitutional rights. And we are willing to do whatever it takes. So we need to channel that kind of energy uh, into some kind of organized grassroots worldwide movement. We're already partially there because so many people are have realized what we're up against, that the people that are in control, that are our quote, leaders, are our killers. And we have to do something about that. Um, so I'm hopeful that, you know, that, we can organize and then you go to the what you can do 
as an individual in your local level, you yeah, know, that's key. and a lot of, uh, a lot of people are, are, are going to the school board meetings and not on, not allowing the, uh, or at least objecting and, and doing resisting basically the, mm. the woke education that brainwashes and makes our children and the generations younger suffer because of the damage. Um, Take an active interest in, in your local community. Know your neighbors. Obviously, it's kind of harder in cities, uh, but because it's already kind of built in, in in the small towns in the country where everybody knows each other. And, and hopefully, you know, you just inform and educate and, and can organize on a local level where you, you basically can look out for each other, become more independent, become more resourceful, pool your resources, and do what you can basically to survive this. I do think that we're going to go through hell. You know, there's no turning back at this point. It's all they're pushing and pushing and pushing. They know more and more of us are onto them. They know that we are demanding accountability for the crimes against humanity. They know that, that they're going to face the music. They are going to be held to account at some point. I hope that Reiner Fulmich and the, you know, International Criminal Court and Hague and all of the, you know, and there's all these, you know, attorney Renz who did a lot of, with the Department of Defense. And, and, and he, he found that there's an 1,100% death increase amongst all these fit military. They did that on purpose. You know, my, never was my friend, but that creep, that's the Secretary of Defense and Biden pushing those death jabs on our military service men and women. They're basically the job for them by the puppet masters that rule them, destroy America as soon as you can. Because once America's gone, we got the whole world. We have one world government. And that brings us to the point. I did a recent article. They have two fronts going right now. They're trying to eliminate all truth on the internet. So we can't turn to any source for knowing what's going on in our world. Every totalitarian regime in history has the, one of the first things that they go after is deny the people access to what's going on in their world. So, so as long as they are able to do that, then the people are, are powerless and disorganized and they're not able to unite, resist, and, and, and meet any kind of opposition against all the evil crimes being done to them. So that's what they're going for. Uh, they have the Digital Services Act that the European Union just uh, signed a couple of weeks ago. Then the Biden clown show puts this drama queen in there. Oh my God, she's so nauseous. You know, I, I see like two seconds of her singing all this weird shit, you know, and, and you know, she's just a total, total crazy nutcase, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a total clown show. Everybody, it's like the lunatics have taken over the asylum. That's yeah. the reality of, of our imposter government in the United yeah. States now. But anyway, she's now the czar for the Department of Homeland Security on disinformation, making sure that everybody gets told lies and can't find out anywhere the truth. 
you know, mm-hmm. so she's going to basically be censoring people like me and you, you know, that's what they're going for. Yeah. So the truth doesn't get out there to the people. That's what they're trying to cut off now. And uh, so that Digital Services Act that they're already pushing now because they passed it and with all those 28 European Union countries, it's happening there and it's happening here now in America as well. And then the other big thing coming down the road, like it's the, the 12th of February of uh, May here, and in 10 days now, the United Nations is going to take a vote on this pandemic treaty. They're going to do an, what they call a, a, an exemption in their rules of health, health rules, you know, the, the global health rules that the World Health Organization has. And they're going to do an exemption that will be insert basically a new law that will go international that will supersede national sovereignty so that each individual country will no longer have a say when it comes to anything having to do with health. And you know what the, obviously what they've done with the pandemic. So it gives them carte blanche to basically come in and do anything they want. They can take you away. They can freeze your account. They can do anything basically to you in the name of health, you know, because that's the tyranny. That's their ticket. Uh, and of course, we have the, uh, the uh, Bank of International Settlements in Switzerland. They're one of the world, uh, you know, world Bank and all of these evil corporations, the central banking system, Rothschild. Anyway, they came out and they said, this is like maybe two days ago, three days ago, 90% of the countries have the the, um, global digital currency. You know, they're all doing this digital currency. They're all moving towards it. 90% of the nations, they said in this report, 90%. so that's what they're going for. And they're using the Chinese model, the social credit scores. And so if you're outspoken with the truth, you're going to be a low social credit. And the next thing you know, you might not be able to do any transactions with your own money. Yeah. I mean, we saw what they did to the people that were supporting the protesters in Canada. Yep. They froze their accounts. Well, that's just what's going to happen with social credit score system. It's coming down the road. So anyway. On May 22nd, 10 days away now, they are going to vote and probably put in by November. If two-thirds of the nations vote for it in November, it will become international law that will supersede all national sovereignty on all health issues. So they can do whatever they want to us um, in the name of health. Yeah, and that needs more mandates, more, yeah. more all the evil stuff that we've been trying to fight. They're going to come at us again and again and again. That's what we've learned. You know, we think, that, oh, they're backing off. Oh, they're letting up they're on the restrictions. Oh, we're making some progress. Oh, we got these court cases going. Oh, we got the white hats. You know, oh, we got this. We got that. You know, you see little things where, 
you know, okay, yeah, positive, little positive, little positive. But no, the yeah. bigger guns are coming at us. Yep, yep. And and also, um, and I talked about this, I did a presentation over a year and a half ago now about, it's called 100% proof that COVID-19 was planned. <clears throat> and, and, you know, there's a document I, put, I showed in it where they're detailing this thing that they're dragging out, this fake pandemic, they're going to drag it out till 2025. Um, and and they need to keep this this kind of bullshit going about trying to prevent the communicable diseases, so-called communicable diseases, because of what you're talking about. These things they want to bring in to you know supersede in, in um, you know nation sovereignty and replace it with this global dictatorship. And it's a medical global dictatorship. And until we get to the you know enough people to get them to realize, hey, this this germ theory thing is mostly bullshit, and the virus thing is absolute bullshit, particularly. Um, this is pure fantasy, uh, and but they're using this. This is their Trojan horse, you know, sneaking in the tyranny through this. Oh, we're protecting you from this the, the thing you'll catch in, in. It's invisible, but trust us, it's there. Um, you know, it's it's just that's 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 what they're doing. Exactly right, and um, I think, mate. You know, I don't want to cut you off, but we've got we've been going for nearly two hours, and I am rapidly approaching my bedtime. <laughs> so, uh, okay. what, maybe I can give you like give you a chance to say uh, you know kind of like final words or final thoughts. What do you want to um, leave people yeah. with, and also let them know how they can follow you and check out your your writing and what have you. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, get with your neighbors. Start uniting. Uh, it's us against them, and we can't let them get us first. There won't be a human species left on this earth if they have their way. And that is no alarmist talk. That is reality. That's what they're shooting for. They made it very, very clear. So the stakes have never been greater. So in the name of love for humanity and all living energies on this earth, we must unite and we must fight the evil. We must. We do have God on our side whatever you want to call it, divine power, um, divine source, whatever. God is there, and God is on our side. But it's not up to us to wait for God to save us or anything else to save us. So we must unite and do what we can from the bottom level to the top, local to the central. Their whole thing is centralization control. So we got to work from the bottom of localized community control where we have an active say. After all, that's that's the bottom line in our daily life is what's around us. So that's where we need to go. And, you know, do your best to inform and educate, but of course realize that there's a lot of lost souls out there and they're not going to get it. Move on. You know, don't try and force any kind of... uh, truth on them because they're not obviously ready. There is mass psychosis going on now. Um, so, and uh, you can get my stuff. Uh, uh, my blog site was taken down by Google. Uh, so I ended up <clears throat> becoming a host on Revolution Radio. And every Friday morning, uh, East Coast time uh, at six, a little early in the morning, um, but anyway, it's a two-hour broadcast on Revolution Radio that I do, uh, where I talk about everything, of course. Um, and uh, and you can get the archives, you know, to that site on Revolution Radio for all my broadcasts. 
and uh, every Friday morning at six. And uh, and then I'm obviously continuing to write my articles. Um, they can be found. All, uh, you know, thank God I have a friend that has a really good site, and his name is Jim Fetzer, James Fetzer. Uh, and boy, he's been a a real activist, especially uncovering false flags. He's got the he's an encyclopedia of information. Um, anyway, he's got a really good website called James Fetzer, F-E-T-Z-E-R dot org. Uh, and uh, you can find all my articles there. And then you can also uh, find all my chapters, all my book material on pedophilia and empire, Satan, sodomy, and the deep state. You can find that for free on the late Robert David Steele. I hope he's still alive, but he's probably dead. Um, anyway, on his website, still up, thank God. Um, and all my material is there for free on the Pedophilia and Empire series, every single chapter. And uh, that's at pedo, P-E-D-O, empire.org. Uh, so you can get that free. And then if you want to get a paperback book, they're all big, thick books. Well, one of them is about this size, but the rest of them are about four inches, three inches uh, wide. Uh, paperbacks at Amazon.com. And they've done pretty well. I, I have to say that, you know, I've been able to, you know, make a little money from that. Uh, that was never my motive. It was just to inform and educate the world about what we're up against. And uh, so that's why it's also I made sure that all that is for free. Awesome, mate. I appreciate your work. And also there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, making a living and being able to make ends meet and pay the bills and what have you while, you, while you're doing good work in the world. I think that um, it's, yeah. it's underappreciated in our, in our line of work. You know, people, there seems to be a tendency for people to expect everything for free and they forget that, <laughs> you know, we're not beaming in these podcasts from friggin' the Andromeda galaxy. We're on Earth too and we have living expenses that need to be met too. So at some point, yeah. we have to charge for something, <laughs> you know, otherwise it doesn't yeah. work. We're, we're just living under a bridge yeah. somewhere, you know. So, yeah. you know, support support uh, people like uh, Joaquin and myself, obviously, um, as much as you can, ladies and gents. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you taking a couple of hours out of your day, mate, to um, to spend time chatting with me about uh, Ukraine, Russia, and, and a host of other things. I really, really appreciate your time. Always good talking to you, Brendan. If you're a discerning, open-minded and dedicated seeker who loves a good deep dive into the nature of reality and consciousness, then do check out my book, The Grand Illusion, composed of over 10,000 hours of research and experience. Find more information and reader reviews at brendandmurphy.com slash TGI.